Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are warned that the following recordings may contain the sounds and voices of deceased persons. Conversations on Country is a series of diverse stories of place and being of Gumbanga, Dangari, Biripai and Waramai nations. Gujigo ngata Ben Stewart, ngata Jirang Damba Biripa Guri, ngata Jirang Damba Morama Guri. Ye Biripa Barai, ye Baraba Barai, ye Nurumba Barai. Ngata Juiling Gatang, Gatai Barugi Nirun Marumbu. How are you all? My name is Ben Stewart. I'm also known as uh, Ben Saunders. I've been raised as a Saunders, but my name is Ben Stewart. Um, this is Biripa country we're on. I'm speaking Gatang language to you, the language that belongs to the Biripa, Watermai, and Gurungai people. Let's all swim like sharks on Biripai country. The shark is the totem of the Biripai people. Marumbu, thank you. I, I'm actually employed as a, as a teacher at Tari High School. Um, my, my role is the head teacher of Aboriginal Education. Um, our dictionary was actually released in 2010. Um, but prior to that, there was a lot of community work that went involved and there was a lot of, um, lot of our community a lot of our community members um, worked in consultation with Mordebaya, the, um, the Aboriginal language group up at Nambaka. And they've been, they've been a fantastic support for um, Gatang countries. Before the um, dictionary was actually released, I had um, a draft copy of heaps of different language resources that was given to me by Arnie Pam Saunders, who's recently just passed. Um, and Arnie Pam was a beautiful, amazing woman. Um, and she gave my cousin Jay, who was just, just passed as well, um, he was an absolutely amazing man and um, he was like my brother Jay was and um, we had this list of words basically and Jay and I have worked together and for the past probably 15 years we've basically been inseparable but Jay and I when we had just this draft list of words we um, started speaking language and this was this is probably 15 years ago now. Looking back now, a lot of the stuff we actually got wrong back then because we didn't know better, but uh, through using it and through learning it, we've actually, um, we've, we've learnt from our mistakes um, in regard to what we're, what we're speaking and we've, um, we've gotten a lot more comfortable with it. I guess the, the passion that I have in speaking Gatangi is because I feel like I'm connecting with my culture and connecting with my country. So there's, there's so, much, so much cultural knowledge to learn through learning language. It's, it's something bigger than me and it's bigger than any person. It's, um, we speak with our ancestors when we speak language. There's a sense of healing when you um, speak language. When you start learning your own language in native tongue, it's like you have a key that unlocks this part of you that you knew was there but you just could, you couldn't connect with. As an Aboriginal person, the language doesn't belong to us, it belongs to country. We've got a responsibility, we're the custodians of it and we've got to care for it. I was always raised to forget the us and them thing, so it's not it's not a thing to um, divide non-Aboriginal and Aboriginal people, but I think through teaching a certain degree of language, it's bringing us together. It doesn't matter if you're Aboriginal or if you're not Aboriginal, if, you're, if this is your home, you have, you have some form of connection with the language because the language belongs to the country. So through learning language, you're learning about your own country. There's different levels of language that you teach to community or you teach to everyone because um, with Aboriginal knowledge, there's certain knowledge that's not for everyone, there's certain knowledge that is just for, for Aboriginal community. And those sensitivities need to be, we need to be aware of those. So it's very important the people that are teaching the language as well. It's, it's not just um, anyone that can learn the language can go out and just teach it because the last thing that we need to see is our language and culture being exploited. So those, those sensitivities are very important. Thank you.
lot of our places in around community are named in Gatang. And that's something that um we don't even realise. So people that have never spoken Gatang before, chances are they have actually spoken Gatang before. So um growing up as a little kid I didn't didn't know a lot of didn't know a lot of that. I'd I'd always been told that tongue curry means plenty of fish and when you actually through learning language it's you'll find that it actually means um having plenty of skin and it was referring to the silver skin flickering in the water which would translate as plenty of fish but um so when you when you learn the through learning um learning the language you, you soon realize how how much language is actually around us and we weren't even aware of it i know here in tari we had out at what's known as perfleet now was in 1900 that was established a sunrise station which was a aboriginal reserve which was very very controlling um the punishments were severe if you were to speak language you were completely um the right to speak that our language was never lost the right to speak it was taken away and if you take the right away to speak the language that means that if there's no one allowed to speak it that a language can get lost and um we like to refer to it as sleeping not lost but um our language um suffered suffered from that a lot and we're we're very fortunate that we um had various resources there was a elder by the name of uncle, uncle Eddie Lobbin who um was recorded by a linguist by the name of Nils Holmer and as a result of those recordings we've been able to gain a lot of our language back and that's how our diction that's how the uh, majority of our dictionary was constructed through those recordings and some other resources Gatang belongs to three different communities. We've got Birtupai, Watamai and Gurungai. And at first, Tari was the hub where the language centre, Murabai up at Nambaka, they would come down to support the three communities. There was a variety of people from those three communities that came to Tari to learn the language in the in the early stages. And Tari was the hub. Now it's it has changed um, where there's people that are competent in all three um, nations now that speak Gatang. So there's little, there's, each community has their own little language groups that have started up to support the language and support how it's to be facilitated in in each community. I've been um, lucky to be supported by many community members. Um, Uncle Russell Saunders has been a mentor for me and he's been absolutely amazing. He's um, he's helped me teach, teach language. He loves being in my language classes, whether it's at the school level or to community. And he, he, just jumps in and shares shares what knowledge he thinks is appropriate to support what I'm teaching. Now, Uncle Russ is from a generation where he was not allowed to speak the language and um, the generation before him was not allowed to speak the language. So there's little parts of language that um, that he thought he had, but through being part of part of my language classes to community and to and in the school situation, he's he's realised that he actually knows more language than what he, he thought he did. And he remembers certain if I say a word, he remembers it. He'll, he'll he'll recall a certain elder saying, "I remember this elder saying that word," and it, I remember it pronounced like this. So I'm actually, even though I've been taught language, um, I'm learning things from Uncle Russ, who um, thought that, who who was finally, who has just realised that he's actually more competent at language than what he thought he was. So our elders still have a lot of language. It's just that they um they some 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 even the elders that don't think that they have any language when they hear words. It comes back and there's there's a lot of knowledge in there regarding language that some of our elders that haven't even spoken language will be able to comment on. You do see with some some younger people when they're learning learning language, you do see some st- racial stereotypes that are in there that have been inherited from people before them. Um, and through learning about it, you see those racial stereotypes just diminish rapidly. Um, it's actually easier teaching children than it is adults because 
especially when our first spoken language is English. We um we rely so much on English where children haven't been speaking it as as long. So they've um they don't have as many habits, I guess, that are um <laughs> that are ingrained into the way they speak where as adults we do. So the children learn it so quickly and they just want more. They 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 engage with it, they they love it. And you can see them connecting with country. You see them it's like when I said earlier that I felt like I found a key that unlocked a part of me that I didn't know was there. You see that you see the non-Aboriginal students as well have a different appreciation for Aboriginal people. Every student, whether um, Aboriginal or not Aboriginal, you see them feel more connected with country straight away. You, you watch the young young Aboriginal students learn it, and they've got this pride in their identity. But it's it's so amazing to see an Aboriginal student that may previously have been shy and not engaged, or they may not be engaged in other subjects or other areas in in their life. And through learning language, they have this new sense of confidence where they, they come out and their self-esteem level improves. Their, um, their whole purpose in engaging in, in anything seems to be improved through doing it. When teaching adults, it can be a little bit tricky, and that's because we've already got our preconceived um, ideas of how language should be constructed. So in Aboriginal language and English, they're so different. It's very, very common that it's... you. You can't find a word to describe an English word. So some, when someone says, can you translate, oh, what's the word for this? And they'll say something in English. There might not be a gatang word for it. And we've, we've also got to realise um, what we've got to remember is that gatang is, a, is an ancient language. Um, we live in a modern society where a lot of the things that are around in today's society didn't exist when we had gatang. So we can, um, we can describe things in gatang, but to try and translate it um, explicitly becomes very challenging. What I can say is, is the, the outcome that we've seen in, in Biripai country here is that it's um, made a massive difference for children and adults. We have a lot of language holders, but there are a few people that um, are willing to jump up and teach it to a lot of people because um, it's quite intimidating jumping up in front of 30 people speaking. Um, and some people, a lot of people just don't don't want to do that so it's um I, I think in the future it'd be good to have more language holders that are willing to jump up and teach it so um i think that will be nice um i would like to see um a higher engagement of of elders um that are um, involved in that process as well um there are a lot of elders that are involved in in language but um the sensitivities involved there as well but um the lang the elders they have a lot of knowledge with language um, which is, um, yeah, we need to we need to acknowledge that. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of very fluent language holders in the future, which will be nice because there's very few fluent language holders at the moment. Um, I think what we're going to see is, but we're going to see in between different communities. So in in Gatang countries, there's three different communities that speak it. I think we're going to see, and it's already starting to happen. We're starting to see the communities go off in slightly different directions, um, which I think is nice. Um, we're in, in Australia, regarding Aboriginal languages, we've got a minimum of 250 languages and over 800 dialects of Aboriginal languages. So the diversity in Aboriginal languages is amazing. And we're going to see diversity within within Gatung communities. And that's going to be, that'll be uh, more noticeable, I think, in the future. Um, but I think that the future will be, um, it's going to be very inspiring to see what, what happens in the next 10 to 15 years in regard to Aboriginal language in Gatung, commu in Gatung communities anyway. 
Conversations on Country is proudly brought to you by SBS and Saltwater Freshwater Arts Alliance. It was recorded on Gumbanga, Dungadi, Biripai and Waramai land. Our storyteller for this episode was Ben Stewart, a proud Biripai man. Theme music was recorded by Grow the Music with Carrie Munro Greentree on guitar and Ben Ferguson on didgeridoo. Special thanks also to Maddie Whitford. Production of this podcast series was by Simon Portis and Liz Keane from Headline Productions with additional production by Maddie Whitford. A big thank you also to Murabai Aboriginal Language and Culture Cooperative for their guidance. I'm Artie B. Ballangarry. Tarandang. <laughs>